1: Joining me shortly is Chris Breederman. He covers the 49ers for the Sacramento Bee, and we have a Thursday night football game to preview. The 49ers heading to Tennessee to take on the 9-5 Tennessee Titans who have been struggling lately, and we're going to get into why and whether this is another game that the 49ers should roll in despite the short week and the travel. Let's get into it.
0: Blue wire. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles.
1: is kind of a strange feeling, Chris, going into 16 for the 49ers because it's felt a little bit since week six, seven. I guess week six is a buy. So since week seven against the Colts, every game has felt a little bit like they need this one. They really need this one. And this week against Tennessee, it would be much better for them if they won it but it's not a catastrophe if they lose. And it feels like that's the case for the first time in a while.
2: Right. And so this is something that I think's kind of been floating around at at least like the, the conversation around this game. And I actually had the conversation with my dad at dinner tonight who was in town. Um, And he's like, well, you know, I kind of think the 49ers should, should rest some of their guys on Thursday because they do have a game cushion on, you know, the other teams. And, You know, like I get it and I understand sort of the load, load, the load management concept in the NBA and and how different it is into the NFL. But sometimes I think people think about it in similar terms when it's vastly different, because in the NFL, you only play 17 games in the NBA, you play 82. Um, And so these games are just inherently more valuable to the postseason standings, right? And like, yeah, the 49ers have a game on Minnesota and Philadelphia, who are the teams in seventh and eighth, currently in in the NFC, while the 49ers occupy the number six spot. Mm -hmm. But I'm not not letting my foot off the gas at all if I'm the 49ers in this game. Mm -hmm. I'm approaching it like a must win because at eight and six, and as a six seed, I don't think they have the luxury of just kind of like, Going into a game being like, well, it's not super important for us to win for a whole host of different reasons. Right. Like, yeah, you're supposed to beat Houston in the next game and you have sure. some time off before that. But Jimmy Garoppolo could get kicked in the calf against Houston and then Trey Lance is in there. And then you could realistically lose that game. Right. Like you should not sure. sort of no matter what happens. But like you have a lot of guys who have missed time with injuries and these injuries can pop up at any point when you're not expecting it and if you rest some of these guys in tennessee on a short week on thursday there's no guarantee that you're going to have all your guys the rest of the way and if you lose this game which seems very winnable when you when you just look at what's happening with the titans now and and where they're at both health wise and just how they're playing this is a super winnable game so you need the win right and then you just uh, what i'm saying is i'm not taking my foot off the gas Until the 49ers clinch a playoff spot and or clinch like a spot in the standings, like I'm going all gas no break to to borrow the the Robert Sala shout out Robert Sala until until they they've clinched something right. So like yeah, there's a scenario where they could reel off three in a row and then they've distanced themselves from Minnesota and Philadelphia and whoever else is behind them, and then it's like all right, they're gonna play the Rams or whoever else in the first game of the playoffs and it's it's more important that they get healthy for the playoffs by resting in week 18 than resting now because Mm -hmm. nothing is a given as bad as houston is nothing is a given because you. the lions blew out the cardinals yeah exactly exactly so i am i am trying to win this game like i would any other game understanding it's a short week and understanding that there are differences in terms of how you approach it that way Mm-hmm. What I'm not doing, like, the load management, like, let's take care of our guys in a way that you would that you wouldn't do normally. Because to me, right. like, you don't you're eight and six. You're not you're not 11 and three. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so you just you you need you, you don't have that margin for error, um, even though you do have the cushion on Minnesota and Philadelphia by way of that tiebreaker, because if you lose this one and then. You know, say Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt at some point against Houston, or even against the Rams. You do if you do need that game, like it would be a hell of a lot easier to be in that scenario where Trey Lance is playing. Had you beaten the Titans, sure, and improved improved your chances just to getting there, and then rest when you have the six seed wrapped up.
1: Right, you well, putting yourself in a position on purpose to be like, hope we win, and also get some tiebreakers. Like, if, if the Saints and Washington are wind up being the two teams directly behind them, although Washington losing to the Eagles on Tuesday night uh, pushes them way out. But the fact remains is there are teams who will have the tiebreaker over the 49ers at nine and eight. So you don't want to put yourself in that spot. And you said you don't want to take the foot off the gas. I'm totally with you. Why, after struggling so bad early in the season, would you go into a game and say, "Hey, you know what, uh, Kittle, sit this one out, Get, rest, rest, whatever is hurting you"? Um, we're gonna give Trey Lance a start. Not, not gonna bring Elijah Mitchell back, even though, even though we think he's ready. It just doesn't. It, it doesn't make any sense, especially since what we know about this team and what we know about Kyle Shanahan and the way he kind of handled this year is. It's not over until it's over kind of thing, right? Right. Where even at 2 and 4 3 and 5, Jimmy Garoppolo up and up playing well, it's like, "Hey, playoffs are still in the picture, so we're not we're not changing anything until that's not the case." The fact of the matter is is the NFC West is for grabs still. Now it's a long shot. It's a very long shot. It will take The Cardinals losing to the Colts, Cowboys, and Seahawks stand the year. The Rams need to lose to the Vikings or Baltimore. And then the Niners need to win out, including Week 18 against the Rams. It's a long shot. But if you're the 49ers and you're looking at, all right, this Titans game, what does it mean? Oh, we have to win it to keep our division hopes alive, if that's still on the table. So I just don't see, A, a reason to do it in general, but B when you just kind of look at this team's recent track record, mm-hmm. they're not going to do, they're not going to do that. They have a chance to win the division if they win this game. So they're going to go try and do that. And you want to keep rolling. Like the goal is to be playing your best football this time of year. And if you go lay down, there's no guarantee you're going to be able to rev back up for Houston and then go into LA and play well. So exactly. You have to, and the Titans are down bad, man. The Titans are struggling right now. Yeah. And to go in and just lay down for them in a game that you can win, that doesn't, that doesn't track
2: for me. And also, like, there's a realistic chance that the 49ers could win their, their three remaining games. Like, that's not crazy. And if this team got to 11 wins, considering they started the year three and five, and they finish 11 and 6 that would be a super impressive finish to the season and given the way the NFC looks like you know we recorded i think we recorded as as the Tampa ga- Tampa Bay game was happening but like on Sunday night but like Tom yeah. Brady and Tampa Bay got shut out by the Saints who are not a better team than, than the Bucks Right. Like Tampa Bay, as much as you probably don't want to play them in the first round, like that's a team that the 49ers can beat. And I would say it about any team in the NFC right now. The 49ers could beat anybody in the NFC if they play their A game. Right. And like they can I'm not saying they will, but I'm saying they're capable of. They can like why not try to win as many games as you can get the best seed possible, roll in with as much momentum into the playoffs as possible. And you'll be a scary team. Like there's no reason to lay down on Thursday just for the sake of rest. And I'm not saying like, you know, play injured guys and like, you know, if Elijah Mitchell's, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm saying it treat it like you would a, a regular game. Don't go into it with the mindset of load management because it ultimately could cost you. It could Mm -hmm. it could stop this entire run that you've been having, which is the reason the season could ultimately end up being successful. Right. Like this run winning six of eight, ending the season, playing your best football and potentially going into the playoffs with 10 or 11 wins. Like that would be a pretty significant achievement after starting three and five. And if you're Kyle Shanahan, who's gone through. What, three seasons that have basically been either rebuilding or lost to injury. Like mm-hmm. he's not trying to do the, the the load management thing. He's trying to win as many games as possible, just for his own yeah. sanity. And the fact that like we always bring up, I don't know if we always bring it up, but it's always brought up when when you know talking about Kyle Shanahan and just his overall record. Yeah, and it's like man, like 2018 happened, and the record was what it was, largely because of the quarterback situation. And then 2020 happened, mm-hmm. and the record was what it was largely because of just the overall injury situation, mm-hmm. right? Like he's not trying to punt on any wins at this point in his career. And, and I don't think he should be. Um, and and look, you just can't take winning for granted in the NFL. And so I'm, I'm treating this game like I would any other game. If I'm Kyle Shanahan going, going to Tennessee, despite, you know, the factors against you and that you're going multiple time zones um, and playing on a short week.
1: And not to mention, they go into Tennessee and try to win. And by that, I'm, I'm with you. If Elijah Mitchell is like, yeah, maybe, but you know, we don't, don't, don't rush him back. But if Aziz Alshire is like, elbow's good, let's play, suit him up. Right. You know, Kittle hasn't been on the practice report at all this week. Suit him up. There's no, because if you go into Tennessee and you try to win and something goes wrong on that front, And nobody's going to fault them. Nobody's going to go, wow, why was George Kittle playing in this game? If Kittle's unavailable for the last two games of the regular season or something. Why was Kittle playing? Why were they? But if you sit, guys, and you lose to Tennessee and face plant against Houston and then lose in LA and not make the playoffs, everyone's going to go, why didn't you try to win in Tennessee? Like that's, that's to me what sticks out is nobody's ever going to fault a team for trying to win. That's the goal. So this idea, I know, I know, I started with saying like this isn't a have to have it game, and it isn't. Um, no, it's because they are not a, aren't win. a good win. No, and if they lose, it's not like oh my god because it's just a short week. It's travel. Right. Tennessee isn't isn't horrible, but it, it's it's also not a game where you say like oh they can lose this one and they're they're totally fine i like, think you go try and win i don't even know what that what all this is about like yeah, yeah. the the load management thing that's rest in week 18 if you got everything locked up
2: yeah I, I think just to put a bow on it like they're eight and six and to clinch a playoff spot as, as a wild card team you likely need to get to 10 wins so when you're next two and then rest week 18 right? Get to 10. If you're 10 and six going into that Rams game and it doesn't, it's not going to impact your playoff positioning all that much, then rest your guys on the artificial turf. And maybe you end up, you know, maybe the 49ers would be in position to play the Rams um, in the first round anyway, if the Rams overtake the Cardinals by that point. And, and maybe you don't want to have all your, all your aces out there. Would be that would
1: be a fascinating scenario if they go into that game where they can kind of win or lose and pick their own seed. That would be interesting.
2: Yeah, because then we could have this conversation because you're already in. Right? Right. If you lose to Tennessee. Exactly. That's very different. Yeah, if you lose to Tennessee and then four of your guys get hurt against Houston and you lose that game, then you're like, shit, we're eight and eight going in, and we have to beat the Rams, who are good on the road just for our playoff lives. Like, that's why. If you beat Tennessee and you, you beat avoid Houston,
1: that situation, you all.
2: avoid that situation altogether and you're at 10 wins and then you can figure out what you want to do week 18 as the situation presents itself. So that's that's the case. I think the, the other important thing that we haven't really hit on yet, we mentioned it a little bit. Man, the Titans have lost three of four. They're not good right now. Their last four games, they lost to Houston 13 to 22 at home they went to new england and got pounded 36-13 they beat the jaguars 20 to nothing congratulations urban myers last game and they lost to pittsburgh 19 to 13 and you mentioned all the turnovers in those three losses they had five turnovers four turnovers and four turnovers no turnovers in the win over the uh, the jaguars but that is a lot of turning the turning the ball over it's it's Unbelievable! Like I was,
1: I was uh, on a Titans podcast today, and they talked about that. I was like, "If the Niners win the turnover battle," and the two hosts were like, "Well, but it's over because the Titans can't hang on to the football right now. They're fumbling it. They have Ryan Tannehill throwing uh, throwing interceptions. They're just not very good right now." And to drive that home, so the Steelers were down going into down 13-10 going into the fourth quarter mm-hmm. against a against the Titans on Sunday. Ben Roethlisberger was 3 of 5 for 17 yards in the fourth quarter. That amounted that was all their fourth quarter yards. And they still managed to scrape across 10 uh 9 points to win with 17 yards in the fourth quarter because the Titans just kept giving them the football in plus territory. The 49ers playoff push is officially on. They knocked out the Falcons in week 15, and now they go on. They have one home game left. They're in the thick of the playoff hunt, not just trying to sneak in, but now we're looking at a 49ers team that might actually make some noise in the playoffs, and you are going to want to be in the building. How do you do that? You use Tick pick. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K. And it's the original no-fee ticket site. And the only one you'll ever need is your go-to for all NFL tickets. So the dope thing about TickPick is they got rid of all the fees and extra service charges and all these weird things that, you know, wind up making you pay all this extra money. Then you're actually paying for the ticket. It allows TickPick to guarantee the best prices on all their NFL tickets. And if you don't believe it, if you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the purchase price. It says here in the copy to talk about an upcoming excitement around a 49ers game and their week 17 game at home against the Houston Texans could be the playoff clincher for them. They could clinch a playoff spot at home after all the tumult of this season. Finally, clinching that playoff spot is going to be pretty unbelievable. I was in the building for their week 15 game against the Falcons. That place was rocking. And it's going to be even better atmosphere in week 17. So make sure you are in the building and get in the building, get into Levi stadium with TickPick, visit TickPick.com slash candlestick today to save $10 on your first order of 49ers tickets. That is TickPick.com slash candlestick. And we will see you at the game.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed.
2: Ryan Tannehill in, Pits- in Pittsburgh, he-, he averaged 4.8 yards per attempt, which is miserable, right? Like seven is bad. 4.8 is miserable. He had 153 yards and 32 attempts. His leading receiver is a guy whose name I still can't pronounce, and I'm going to leave that to you. But he had four catches for 32 yards, and we don't know if A.J. Brown is going to play. he's Nick
1: Westbrook-Akina.
2: Yeah, that guy. Um, Westbrook Akine he had he averaged eight yards of carry on four catches he was their leading receiver right Dante Foreman carried like was their most productive player on offense with 108 rushing yards on 22 carries it's almost five yards an attempt Mm -hmm. Um, but like if you just look skill position wise if AJ Brown doesn't play and his he's been dealing with a chest injury and he's been on IR and he had his practice window open this week it just seems like without really being able to practice, given that it's a short week, that AJ Brown contributing much, even if he does play, which seems unlikely. Like, I don't, I just don't think Tennessee can count on AJ Brown for much, right? So you look at who their skill position guys are, and it's like Westbrook Akine, somebody named C. Rogers, who had four catches for 30 yards in Pittsburgh, and then nobody else totally, involved, you know, like. It, it's just not an offense that you really fear and Tennessee's good defensively but you still like the 49ers and their skill players and the way their offensive lines playing right now like the 49ers watch out for Cody
1: Hollister receiver
2: okay I will he yeah, had one catch five yards
1: six six four two and nine though got great size
2: our guy michael pruitt one catch one yard um long I... of, long of one.
1: So Ryan Tannehill that's (laughs) Ryan Tannehill before this is the Derrick Henry effect because remember the Titans won their first two games without Derrick Henry they went into LA and thumped the Rams 28 to 16 and then they beat New Orleans 23 21 and it was like oh they're fine they don't need Derrick Henry but Ryan Tannehill before Henry went down Um, was averaging 250 passing yards a game. He threw 10 touchdowns and seven interceptions and had a 90.2 rating. Uh, He had also been sacked um, 24 times in eight games. But since Derrick Henry went down, Ryan Tannehill um, is averaging 186 yards a game and in six games has four touchdowns against seven interceptions and he's been sacked 17 times. He has one touchdown pass in the last three weeks. Yeah, he's not good.
2: So the Niners like this is a very, very winnable game.
1: It is a it is a Titans offense that I don't think is equipped to take advantage of the 49ers biggest weakness. Like Ambry Thomas lining up across from Russell Gage, even you're like, man, that's a mismatch. But Nick Westbrook, akine or or Chester Rogers or or Cody Hollister. Lining up across from Amory Thomas, you feel okay about that. So, and, and not to mention, their offensive line is not good. Their starting left tackle, Taylor Luan, hasn't practiced the last two days and doesn't look like he's going to play with a back injury. So their already bad offensive line is going to be without its starting left tackle. I Part of me thinks, at least offensively or defensively for the 49ers, this might look a lot like the Falcons game because I just don't know what the Titans are going to be able to do to move the football.
2: I agree. And if they're turning
1: it over three plus times, like there's no chance.
2: I agree. And, and on the turnovers we talk about, we've talked about a lot recently, but like Niners five and zero and winning the turnover battle. They're 17 and six under Kyle Shanahan Man. since 2017 in games where they win the turnover battle. Right? Like that is a damn good record, particularly given some of those games have come when you don't have Jimmy Garoppolo or like just a very good roster, which has happened in three of the last four years in (laughs) essence. And right. So like there's given how much Tennessee has been turning the ball over recently, if the Niners just play a sound game, then they will have opportunities. And like you said, Mm -hmm. Which probably leads into pick six. Am I am I picking first? I, should I make the? I, I'm not sure if I want to make this point if I'm picking second. Am I picking first this week? You're picking first. Okay, so I'm going to make this point then. With Nick Bosa potentially going up against a backup tackle, like that is your engine for creating turnovers potentially, whether it's Nick Bosa Correct. strip sacks or pressures that turn into interceptions. Right. So. Should we uh, should we get into on the, pick six or do we have more we, we want to hit real on? Real quick on the flippity flop though. Flippity flip.
1: On the on the on the flip side, on the on the flip, the Titans defensive line is like really good. Yeah. And teams have struggled to run the ball against them. Their defense last week allowed 35 rushing yards to Najee Harris and the Steelers. The week before that, they allowed eight rushing yards to the Jags. 105 to New England, 83 to the Texans, 86 to the Saints, 94 to the Rams. Like, this is a really, really good run defense, and their defensive line can get after the quarterback, especially on the interior. Like, um, Harold Landry's having a nice year. Jeffrey Simmons is really quietly, like, one of the best defensive tackles in the league now. Mm -hmm. They just do a really good job up front getting after the quarterback, and I think if you're on a short week, and you're game planning, you're going, Hey, I'm going to take Jeffrey Simmons and I'm going to line him up either over Tom Compton or Dan Brunskill. And I'm going to let him go to work and he wins one-on-one matchups against a lot better players than that. So that's something Niners are going to have to, um, I think very seriously game plan for, because it could really destroy anything they're trying to do in either the run game or the pass game.
2: You, You saying that, and I think it's a really good point, uh, by you you saying that makes me think about the eagles game week two,
1: a thousand percent
2: in that the eagles had a really good defensive line the defense was you know providing the 49ers offense some issues and it was tough sledding for a lot of that game and it was low scoring obviously the niners won 17 to 11 which feels like it had to be a scoregami um but that's what this game feels like in that like it might not be easy for the 49ers offensively, particularly playing on a short week, but they still should be a better team. And as long as they don't turn the ball over, then they should be able to score more points in Tennessee. But yeah, that totally. And that drives home the point too, about Jimmy Garoppolo, like, you know, in September and October, you wouldn't feel great about a game where you knew you'd struggle to run the ball. But now that the 49ers have, you know, been playing with a little bit more balance and won some games where the running game hasn't been super effective and, and hasn't been carrying the water for them.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You feel better about Jimmy Garoppolo playing that type of game right now. So there's, you know, like I, I think the mat there are similar matchups, it just in terms of like the strengths of the team as filled as that Eagles game, which the 49ers won, but it wasn't mm-hmm. pretty. And there's a there's a chance that, that that kind of comes into effect again uh, this in this Thursday game against Tennessee.
1: And Maybe, maybe their offense is just better now, you yeah. know, George Kittle's healthy. Now they've incorporated Debo Samuel more in the run game. Um, Brandon. Ayuk is out of the proverbial doghouse. Maybe, maybe their offense can overcome that kind of adversity better now, but I need to see it first. Thanks exactly. uh, real quick real quick to answer your question not a score agami it was the second 17 11 game ever the other one 1988 the broncos and the chiefs oh who for- who could forget that broncos chiefs i mean gosh then not me you
2: know were you were that... you even conceived at that point <laughs> no <laughs> okay.
1: 1988 no chance okay yeah the denver broncos beat the chiefs 17 to 11 the broncos moved to 5 and 5 the chiefs dropped to 1 8 and 1 Do you want to know how the chiefs got to 11 points? Not
2: really, but I feel like you're going to tell me anyway, a safety and three field goals, baby. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Not even like a touchdown, a two point conversion and a field goal. That's that's wild.
1: Nope. yeah. The under of 40 hit the Broncos did not cover the minus eight though. John Elway, a tough game, 14 of 28, a buck 83 and a touchdown and two picks. Uh, Bill Kenny for Kansas city actually had a nice game. 16 of 27, 193 yards no touchdowns in a pick okay but that's, that's great is that enough
2: yeah no i think we've covered Christian
1: Okoye, seven carries 22 yards i think we've covered that one
2: <laughs> uh let's What's do kubiak let's, your thoughts let's do pick six
1: <laughs> yeah tyler dropped the thing at the in the All right. Pick six. Chris picks three players. I pick three players. That makes six. That's why we named the bit pick six, because we are picking six players each that we think need to have a good game for the 49ers to win on Sunday. I had the first pick last week. So Chris, I will bequeath the first pick unto you. And based on what you said earlier in the pod, I think I know who you're going
3: to take.
2: Yeah, it's going to be Nick Bosa because if, if, uh, if the Titans are playing a backup, at tackle, I'm going to think Nick Bosa wins that and has, you know, we we've sort of talked about it. Like Nick Bosa is absolutely a defensive player of the year candidate here, but he hasn't had that signature, like Nick Bosa game where it's like three sacks and a forced fumble and, you know, fumble return for a touchdown or whatever. This, this looks like the game. Yep. So I'm picking Nick Bosa for that reason. This looks like, the potential Nick Bosa game, because like if there's any member of the 49ers who is going to physically be up for the short week, it's Nick Bosa. So I'm liking yeah. his 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 chances at having a huge game against a backup offensive lineman against a team that's turned it over 13 times in their last three losses combined. Like I, Nick Bosa could very well have the uh, the biggest impact on Thursday's game.
1: Yeah, man, we've said we've said it for like weeks. It feels like that game is coming. Yeah, he's been so close so many times, like a three or four sack game. And if it was going to come against any offensive line, like an offensive line without a starter. Going up against a player like Nick Bosa on a short week, that's that's tough for them. I, I really like that pick. And I, I think it's going to pay dividends for you.
2: Yeah, yeah it was took a lot of out-of-the-box thinking to get to that one.
1: I'm I'm going to stay shock here, and I'm going to take George Kittle. Uh, Kittle last week, six catches for 93 yards. In his last three games, he had as many catches as he had in his first eight games. Or not as many catches, but as many yards, <laughs> which is bananas he's up to 850 he's split with 425 in his first eight and 425 in the last three I just don't think that I mean nobody has anybody that can cover George Kittle but I just really don't think Tennessee has the horses on on that side of the ball like Kevin Byard their free safety is an excellent player I think he's pretty underrated but he's not he's not matching up with Kittle one-on-one and he's the best offensive player right now and I think they're going to feed him most effective offensive player. I shouldn't say best because Debo Samuel is really good, but you get the point. So is Trent Williams. Their offense is at its, their offense is at its best when they're throwing him the football. And I think we're going to see a lot of that on Thursday. Yeah.
2: Um, do I go hipster now or do I use
1: my next pick is going to be hipster.
2: Your next pick is going to be hipster. Okay. I do want to go back to the offensive line and take Trent Williams okay because you mentioned how good Tennessee's defensive line is that obviously Mm -hmm. makes Trent Williams a very important player right and like if the Niners are going to run the ball they're going to run it left at some point Mm -hmm. um and obviously having Trent Williams protecting Jimmy Garoppolo who's not particularly good under pressure is going to be very important Um, so for those reasons and all, always the potential of viral blocks, particularly in a game, like sometimes Trent Williams, viral, viral blocks get lost in the shuffle on Sundays when they're, you know, 10 other games on or whatever. Mm -hmm. But with the fact that this is going to be the only game of the day, you know, there, there are going to be replays and highlights of Trent Williams blocks potentially. and, And those could hit the internet pretty hard. And uh, and so just for the viral possibilities here, I'm going to go with uh, with Trent Williams with my number three pick.
1: I like it. You know what else we'll get? We'll get the offensive line dorks right. that this is the only game they have to watch. And they're going to talk about how good Trent Williams is as though nobody has ever said that before. Right. They're like Trent Williams, just one of the best. Like, yeah, we know. that.
3: Right.
2: Well, George, George Kittle went on a rant about how, Trent Williams is wherever he is in the Pro Bowl voting like don't fans fans control a third of the of the votes right like players yes. and coaches and media is the rest of it so like I don't know if it's just disrespect as much as it's like everybody else is voting for their favorite offensive lineman right.
1: over Williams no, Williams. no nobody's sitting down to vote looking at it and going you know I really like Andrew Whitworth more than I like Trent Williams this year what we're just having a better year I don't know what to say. Yeah, I'm voting for Andrew. That is and no not one, happening.
2: And no one's like, you know what? Trent Williams is overrated. That's not happening. <laughs> <to you. laughs>
1: his 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 pro football focus page from this year is actually funny. Like it's it's legitimately funny. Just how dominant he's been. Yeah, yeah he's, he's Williams, been incredible. But
2: the like the disrespect thing is kind of a straw man. Sorry, George, but it, no, it just that's it just is. how it feels.
1: If if you're basing that on the fact that he's been the best player in football this year arguably and he's not received the most pro bowl votes then sure
2: but also like it's the pro bowl who cares like he'll probably be an all-pro so (laughs) let's chill
1: he's going to be a first-team all-pro i promise
2: yeah Yeah, he'll be a Um, first-team all-pro and he might get he might be like a pro bowl alternate and we'll all look at the pro Bowl and be like what are we doing this is stupid
1: right so (laughs) that was like the year that um the Packers defensive end zadarius Smith, like led the league in sacks and wasn't a pro bowler. Right. Or led the league in pressures and wasn't a pro bowler. Anyways. Uh, I thought this was going to be a super hipster pick, but it turns out you picked this player in week 14, but I'm going to do it again for, I think probably largely the same reasons you did it in week 14. Wait,
2: do, you, do you have all of our drafts cataloged like at yes. your disposal? You do? Yes. Yeah. Well, you're what you're we better do, man, man with... than me. I cannot tell you I who I picked I week that's... 14, but I'm going to find out.
1: 12 uh, week 14 is, You took DJ Jones, Josh Norman, and George Kittle Okay, for your three picks for the Bengals game. Uh, So fourth overall, my second pick, I'm taking Josh Norman. Here's why. This has big Ryan Tannehill tries to take a deep shot, gets hit as he throws, and Josh Norman settles into an easy interception energy. That's what this game
2: has. The Titans also... Potential. Kill my oh, sorry, sorry. Peanut, peanut put punch potential. Free yeah, please.
1: really, really good alliteration by you. <laughs> yeah, the Titans, as we've mentioned, love putting the football on the ground. It's their favorite hobby. Their hobbies are one, fumbling; two, getting after the quarterback; three, na. So, <laughs> I think Josh Norman. Is going to punch a ball out, maybe two, and I think he has. If he's going to get an interception, this is this is the week that he could do it against a not very good receiving core, against a not very good quarterback behind a bad offensive line. This just this this is a recipe for for a couple interceptions, and I think Norman can get one plus the forced fumble potential. I just think it's there.
2: Totally agree. Sorry for stepping on your bit. That's okay. Not your bit. You did bit, so with good
1: analysis. analysis. You did so with good alliteration. So, like, it's fun.
2: Um, question Answer Is Jimmy Garoppolo you, a hipster know? pick?
1: died I If you weren't going to do it, I was going to do it.
2: Is it a hipster pick?
1: It feels a little hipster. Has anyone taken? Hang on. Let me see here.
2: I think I took him. When was the
1: last out. time we picked Jimmy Garoppolo? <laughs> oh <boy. laughs>
2: well, while you look, I'm going to look up his stats yeah talk to me about jimmy garoppolo so it goes back to a little bit what we said earlier with like how good the titans are at defending the run and the fact that the 49ers have been better recently um in in terms of like relying more being able to rely more on jimmy garoppolo uh to help carry the water of the offense rather than just kind of playing opposite the running game right Mm-hmm. um pro football references page is not working for me at the moment which makes this a little bit annoying their... because i wanted to look up the stats since the arizona game let's try this again he's
1: their highest graded quarterback since Week Eight.
2: pffs
3: mm-hmm.
2: okay six games jimmy garoppolo 70 percent completion rate about where you want 10 touchdowns three picks 110.2 rating excellent 8.8 yards per attempt. Excellent. 9.21 adjusted yards per attempt. Excellent. Two totally. fumbles, zero fumbles, lost. That's good. Um, He's just been very solid.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, extremely solid. Like, I'll go back to what I think I said in 2019. He's kind of like game manager plus. Like, that's sort of where Jimmy Garoppolo feels like he is again. And like, I don't consider Jimmy Garoppolo a top 10 quarterback, but you look at his last six games and the numbers say he's been one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the league.
1: Can I, can I put it this way? Yes. He's I one think. of the ten best quarterbacks. He's, he's one of the, th- in a vacuum, he's not a top 10 quarterback, but when it comes to just operating an offense or operating the offense that they play in, I think he is right because coaching, like coaching matters. And, if the 49ers win the Super Bowl, it's not like the NFL is going to come down and say, oh, well, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't have enough of the keys of the offense, so they didn't win. Like, for what the 49ers are and for what they need Jimmy Garoppolo to do, what he's done over the last, what, what was that, six weeks, seven weeks? Six weeks, yeah. He is, he is top 10 in production. Yeah. And if he, if he in this offense, because it's a, it's a, it's a whole thing. It's not one player. And so if he and the 49ers offense are going to continue producing like this in the passing game, like what's the, I I don't know what the issue is for this year.
2: Right. And a lot of it has to do to, I mean, we can, we can mention Kyle Shanahan, obviously like you, we have to tie Jimmy Garoppolo directly to Kyle Shanahan and that we don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo would be as good with another offensive coordinator uh, or another coach calling plays or whatever so obviously we have to talk about kyle shanahan and the way you know how much he matters when it comes to just jimmy garoppolo's production and the context Mm -hmm. of jimmy garoppolo's production but you also have to factor in the skill players right because jimmy garoppolo can get the ball out on short passes and screens and whatnot and george kittle is breaking three tackles or debo samuels breaking three tackles right And, you know, these end up being big plays on short throws. And that all reflects well on Jimmy Garoppolo because he's not screwing it up and he's hitting his guys in stride. But that's different than Jimmy Garoppolo throwing a dime 30 yards downfield. You know, there's like Jimmy Garoppolo throwing a five yard slant and it going for 30 yards is the same 30 yards as if he threw a 30 yard dime downfield. But it's it's just a completely different scenario because you have Kyle Shanahan scheming it up. You have him going to a talented skill position guy like these are these are factors that you have to think about Jimmy Garoppolo. And like if you put Jimmy Garoppolo as an a individual,
3: coach,
2: yeah, if you put Jimmy Garoppolo with a bad coach and bad skill position guys, he's probably not going to be that great because he's not like the rising tide that lifts all boats. Right. But he's a guy that like, all right, he's, you've got a good scheme. You've got good skill guys. He can function within that and be, be effective for you
1: right i agree i think that's well put i like the jimmy g pick yeah the titans defense isn't that good if they're if if the niners offensive line can hold up even a little bit in pass pro i think i think jimmy could have another just quite i said he had a quietly great game against the falcons i think he could have another one against tennessee
3: yeah
0: do i go hipster
1: for my last pick or chalk uh yeah I mean, nick it's up bosa to george kittle trent williams josh norman jimmy g so far
2: because i think the we hipster pick... we don't we don't have a true hipster pick here
1: okay i'm gonna go with juan jennings then
2: a hipster favorite
1: yeah i just he has saved for not being able to catch a ball between the hash marks which is kind of weird <laughs> um it's so odd. He touches the ball in the middle of the field and it just drops it. It's it's very strange. But just his role is expanding so much. And I think they really like him in the red zone. Garoppolo definitely does. You can see Garoppolo trusts him. And if you're Tennessee on a short week, you're that coaching staff. You're going, okay, how do we stop Debo Samuel? How do we do- stop George Kittle? Okay, got to worry about Brene. I think Juwan Jennings is just kind of the guy who gets lost in the shuffle. And I think he's good enough that if you throw your fourth cornerback or whichever, whichever player the Titans are going to throw on him. uh, I think that that's a matchup that, that Jennings can win and it wouldn't surprise me if he got in the end zone again. So I, I really like Juwan Jennings this week.
2: He's had three catches in those last two games. And it just feels like the way, and I heard this back in training camp, the way Juwan Jennings was being talked about was like, they envision this guy becoming a focal point of the offense soon right like like kendrick what kendrick born was it seems like Jawan jennings could easily be and as a seventh yeah. round pick like that could be a really nice find for the 49ers late in the draft yeah and for a team that's you know we we talked about the third receiver spot a lot in the offseason and it started as muhammad knew he had a knee injury It's allowed Juwan Jennings to get some of this run. They love Juwan Jennings for his, for his attitude um, and for his physicality and for the way he blocks. Mm -hmm. And the way he blocks is really important because that's what gets him on the field. Their run plays where they're just going to like, Hey, we're going to throw Trent Shurfield and Juwan Jennings on the field to tell the defense essentially that we're running the ball and we're still going to block it up. Well, despite, you know, you knowing that it's coming right
3: mm-hmm.
2: so like juan jennings early in the season six snaps six snaps three snaps eight snaps, nine snaps you you fast forward to the rams game and i don't know if there's a real correlation between juan jennings playing time and the, and the niners taking off oh man
1: like, juan jennings team mvp is that a take
2: 32 snaps 30 like 32 snaps against the rams next week 33 in jacksonville 26 Minnesota, 29 Seattle, 47 Cincinnati, 66% of the snaps in Cincinnati, um, and then 25 snaps uh, against Atlanta. Like, yeah, should maybe somebody should write a piece correlating the 49ers' hot streak to Juwan Jennings' use in the offense? Because there's, if you're just looking at snaps, there's a direct correlation there. Backdoor
1: anti trench Sherfield take by you, by the way.
2: He's fine. <laughs> He's, I don't have a hard. I don't. No, I, I don't just have an opinion uh, on can, Trent Sherfield. My, I think my opinion you can, on Trent. You Shurfield, can tell
1: that Jennings. You can tell the Jennings role is expanding, and it, I think that's going to continue.
2: My opinion on. on Trent Sherfield is that you need to stop playing him on offense and focus him on special teams coverage only. Because you're not in a position where you should be sacrificing your special, the quality of your special teams. So Trent Sherfield can play a little bit more on offense. Right. And I know that was happening because like Debo Samuel was hurt or whatever a few weeks ago, but like get Jimmy
1: Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is mic'd up for week 15 and called him Surehands, Hands. Your thoughts?
2: I like textbook Trent better.
1: Yeah, but what's up, textbook? What's up, Sure Hands? Like Sherfield? Sure I don't know I like it
2: yeah I mean I, I, Nicknames, I don't am hate I, right? it. I don't hate it but he was like somebody called him textbook Trent in the offseason or in training camp and that to me just kind of stuck
1: okay I like it.
2: I just like alliteration
1: I think you do you're a big
2: alliteration guy big alliteration guy um all right i went nick bosa you went george kittle i want trent williams you went josh norman i went jimmy garoppolo you went hipster ish and took Juwan jennings Oh, uh, it's a it's a hipster pick it's a hipster it's a hipster favorite
1: um i just i feel like if i go more hipster than that you start going like way out of bounds like i could pick no. trent Sherfield, but that's not like oh travis benjamin like eh.
2: You know what's a, sneaky, a sneaky good hipster pick in this would be like kawan mm. williams sure or our guy or our guy jakoski like that jakoski who was not at all happy with this pff grade
1: very upset by it but it's understandable like you think you played this great game and especially at the coaching staff it's like man you were great today da 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 and constantly around the football, and you're making impactful plays at the goal line, and then you check, and PFF's like, nah, eh. like, eh, whatever, because that was kind of his grade. I think it's like a 57. It's like yeah, it's a little below average.
2: Yeah, I mean, honestly, though, like Jaworski, who cares what your PFF grade was? You had a good game. We all watched. They had a really good game. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it super doesn't matter. All right. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I, I think the Niners are going to win Thursday night. I do too. Um, and if they, it wouldn't don't... surprise
1: me. Go ahead. It, it would. It wouldn't surprise me. You brought up the Philly game, which, which I think might be a more accurate depiction. But it, it would not surprise me at all if it went like the Falcons game, where they just kind of controlled it the whole time. Yeah. If they're, I. It's hard to. It's hard to envision the Titans moving the ball super effectively.
2: Yeah, I feel. I'm feeling multiple sacks from Nick Bosa, potentially a turnover, created or two. I just, yeah, it, it's it's tough to go win, that, particularly that far in a short week. But I think the 49ers are are clicking right now, and I think they understand that, you know, they're not going to take their foot off the gas, despite that being bar- part of the conversation. And, like, they're going in a direction that seems a lot more positive than, than what the Titans are, having lost three of four and having all their players. They're kind
1: there. of rudderless, too. Yeah, they're just...
0: They're Derrick
3: not,
1: Henry's really good. Not, he's so good. It's unbelievable. I'm it's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence that Arthur Smith, who is Tennessee's offensive coordinator and went to Atlanta, is struggling without Derrick Henry and the Titans, as soon as Derrick Henry goes down, starts struggling on offense. These are not coincidences. He is a force of nature.
2: That reminds me sneaky good josh norman pick by you and pick six thanks because derrick henry's not going to flatten him into mulch yeah like he did correct in that bills game was it last year
1: yeah he uh, d- uh or yeah year last before? year he's not just going to spike him to the earth's core correct <laughs>
2: <laughs> um yeah I, i'm bummed that we don't get to watch derrick henry on thursday because to me he's like he leads the nfl in looking like a high school kid playing against pee-wees.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. Anyway, yeah, um, he is he is he is must
3: watch, for sure. Yeah. So, the NFL we... is
2: better when he's in it, Chris. Bold take. Bold take. <laughs> um, all right. So, I yeah, we're we're both feeling good uh about the 49ers chances on Thursday. We will have a podcast recorded after the game on Thursday, I believe. Um, so everybody can go, go into the holiday weekend with, uh, with the recap there. And then, uh, we encourage everybody to take advantage of the fact that the 49ers don't plan a holiday weekend and enjoy the hell out of Christmas. Um, because this is very rare in the NFL, particularly with Christmas on a weekend that, uh, like for us, when, when I saw the schedule, I was like, the Niners play the Thursday before Christmas and we don't have to work Christmas weekend. Like that was, yeah. You get to
1: enjoy just a game kiss. Thursday. You get to enjoy a game Thursday. And then you're probably, hopefully, fingers crossed. And if you're not, shout out to you for those of you that work on Friday. But you're probably off on Friday. And then you coast into the weekend. You get to just enjoy football or basketball or whatever your game of choice is over the weekend. It's going to be great. And I'm very of my... excited to schedule shaped up.
2: One of my favorite things is not having to work on NFL Sundays. Just like yeah. <laughs> getting the full it's, slate of games and not being like so good. preparing my day to like write and, you know, do all that stuff. So that'll be good. Um, Turns out football is a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Happy holidays to uh, to everybody. Merry Christmas. And um, we appreciate everybody. We just had our three year anniversary of this pod, which is cool. We've recorded over 300 episodes yeah. and the listenership has grown and grown and grown and it's been really really awesome and we love people interacting with us on twitter even though if i don't respond don't take it personally um but yeah super thankful for everybody out there listening and telling their friends and it's crazy like meeting people like because of the podcast you know like i have friends who are like wait you know chris because their friends listen to the podcast just like (laughs) randomly you know what i mean and they're like "That's awesome it's it's just cool stuff so um yeah! Shout out to all the listeners, and, and uh, hope everybody has a, has a
1: good person. Yeah! Happy holidays, Merry Christmas! Shout out! Can't wait for uh, Can't wait for Thursday! And can't wait for the rest of the season. That's all all right, right, see you guys. See you.